becomes pretty evident this morning as we pray together as a church family that uh, we definitely need the Prince of Peace, don't we? I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on in our lives. Lots of things are impacting people. And it sure stirs us not only emotionally, but with concern. And, and we definitely need the Prince of Peace. And that's who we're going to be talking about this morning. But before getting into the message and uh, discussing more in detail the Prince of Peace, would you uh, join me in uh, reading out loud Isaiah 9-6? This is our base of operations as we focused on the names of Christ during this Advent season. And of course, today is the Prince of Peace. But let's uh, read this out loud together, beginning with verse 6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So when it comes to peace, uh, typically we define peace as the absence of conflict or the absence of war. I want to show a, share a slide with you this morning. Uh, there's some numbers on this slide. Uh, there was a group that did a, did a study, and they what they did is they evaluated and looked back over history over about 3,500 years. And that's what the first number's about. So they looked back over 3,500 years. And uh, during that span of time, that 3,500 years, they discovered that there was only 286 years of peace. So that figures out to be about 8% of the time there was uh, relatively good peace to experience in that time. That bottom number, 8,000, uh, sadly, reflects the number of peace treaties that were made and broken during that time. So during that 3,500-year period of time, 8,000 peace treaties were made and broken. So as you can see, although we desire peace, it's kind of elusive, isn't it? It's hard to obtain. Yet though peace is kind of difficult in this world, I want to share with you that peace is attainable. You can have peace in your life, even though your circumstances seem to be going crazy. And so we're going to talk about that this morning. So yet, as I said, as we began, most of the time we define peace as the absence, the absence of conflict, the absence of war, the absence of difficulty. If those things are gone, then we say we're experiencing peace. Uh, but that's not true, what true peace is. Uh, here's a definition. In order to really understand a peace, I want you to take a look at this slide. Uh, in fact, when we're talking about the Prince of Peace, uh, that word peace, the Hebrew word for peace is shalom. And I'm sure you've heard that particular term uh, spoken in the past but to shalom. So Jesus is the prince of shalom, the prince of peace. And when you speak of shalom, okay, shalom means these things that are before you on the screen. When we talk about shalom, we're talking about harmony, wholeness, completeness, prosperity, welfare, fulfillment. 
So today, as we honor and focus on Jesus as the Prince of Peace, he is the Prince of Shalom. And as Shalom, he is the Prince of Harmony. He's the Prince of Completeness. He's the Prince of Welfare and Fulfillment. That's what we're talking about this morning. When we focus on Jesus Christ as the Prince of Peace, peace he is the Prince of Shalom. He is more than the absence of conflict and more than the absence of war. When we speak of Christ as the peace, he is our completeness. He's our fulfillment. He is our welfare, good welfare and so forth. So that's what we're talking about when we talk about peace this morning. And this is what Christ offers us. As the Prince of Shalom, as the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ offers us fulfillment. He does offer us prosperity. He does offer us well-being and fulfillment and completeness. That's what Christ offers us in this world that seems to be so troubled. So the Hebrew word for peace is shalom. And Jesus Christ, based on Isaiah 9-6, he is the prince of shalom. This morning... Let me ask you a question. Are you experiencing peace? Uh, do you feel, feel fulfilled? Based on our explanation and definition of shalom or peace, how about you in your, your life? Are you feeling complete? Are you feeling uh, fulfilled? Um, do you feel as if your life is prospering? Well, let me share with you some thoughts about what that feels like, okay? This, this completeness, this fullness, this, uh, this wholeness. And I want to share with you from Philippians chapter 4, uh, here's what this shalom feels like. If you're not experiencing it, or maybe you are experiencing it, here's what it looks like. And this is where you can follow in your outlines uh, in the bulletin there. First of all, this shalom, this peace, feels like security that passes all understanding. So number one, if you're experiencing shalom, you're experiencing completeness, wholeness, prosperity, you're, you're experiencing a security that, that surpasses all understanding. Here's what Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, that's what we're talking about, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now that word there that is uh, translated transcends there, you see it on the screen. Um, the, the, the prefix that is tied to that word in the Greek is hyper. Okay. Now hyper is a word that we are familiar with. You know, we think of hyperactivity, you know, or if you're going to put the old vehicle into hyperdrive or whatever it is, your spacecraft into hyperdrive, whatever. You know, we're talking about exceeding, okay? We're talking about above and beyond. And so what we learn here this morning is that God gives us a peace that is hyper. In other words, it's above and beyond our ability to really grasp and understand. And when our world is out of control and when we're facing all kinds of difficulty, oftentimes, not oftentimes, but we can experience a peace. We can experience a wholeness. We can experience a completeness in our times of difficulty. 
But when it comes to explaining why we feel that completeness, why we're feeling peaceful even though we're in great trouble and conflict, we can't explain it. We can't explain it. But there's a security that comes from knowing Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, and something that is just difficult to explain. You've been there. I know you have. I've been there. People say to you, how in the world did you get through that circumstance? How did you uh, fare through that illness? You did so well. And the answer is, I don't know. Somebody was praying for me. And the peace of God came into our lives. So peace, what does this peace feel like? Well, you, you have a security within you that surpasses all understanding. Secondly, this peace, what does it feel like, this shalom? Well, shalom feels like a contentedness in life. You are content. Here's what Philippians 4.11 says. I am not saying this because I am in need. This is the Apostle Paul talking. He says, I'm not saying this because I am in need. For I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. Okay? So what does peace feel like? Well, there's a contentedness. Psalm 23, verse 1 says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in need or in want. There's a contentedness that results because of your relationship with Jesus Christ. Again, it surpasses our understanding. But you feel secure. And you are content. You are content. Number three, this peace, this shalom that Christ offers us feels like a confidence for the future. You experience a confidence for the future. Philippians 4.13 says this, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. You have a, a confidence for the future, a confidence. It was about two months ago that my brother, he was laid off from work. He uh, was a pharmaceutical representative, and so he traveled to clinics and hospitals and doctor offices trying to promote and get them to use the drugs of his particular pharmaceutical company. So he was a sales rep. So when people ask us about my family, I say my brother's into drugs, and I'm a pastor, I'm a preacher, okay? But anyhow, he did lose his job. They've been doing cutbacks and so forth, and finally he's, he's kind of dodged the bullet uh, two or three or four times, but uh, within the past two months he did not uh, dodge that bullet, so he was laid off and so forth. But I share that story with you because even though he doesn't have a job, uh, he has confidence, okay? He knows that God will provide and bring a job into his life, and so he has a confidence. How do you explain that? I don't know. It's kind of hyper, you know? It's above and beyond our understanding. Remember the peace that God gives us? It just surpasses our understanding. You can't explain it. You can't put it into words, but he has a security. He has a confidence that God is going to come through, and that stuff is available to all of us because of the Prince of Peace. So, he has this confidence, this, this shalom, this completeness, this wholeness. How, what does it feel like? Well, you have a confidence for the future. That was number three. Number four, God's peace rests on God's supply and power. God's peace rests on God's supply and power. Verse 19 of Philippians 4, And my God 
will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ. So what I like about verse 19 there is that when it comes to this peace, this, this completeness, this wholeness, this confidence of the future, the security that we uh, experience in the here and now, all that stuff, that just doesn't happen on its own, but rather that is the ministry of God through the Holy Spirit coming into your life and bringing you peace. You see, it's His resources. It is His power that comes into our life bringing that shalom, that peace. So, so how do we get this peace? So we've kind of talked about what it looks like, what it feels like. We have security. We have confidence regarding the future. We know that God is supplying all this. So how do we experience, how do we get this peace from the Prince of Peace? Well, here's three things that I want to share with you regarding how we can obtain this peace. Remember, the world may be in chaos, but we as followers of Jesus Christ can experience peace. So how do we get it? Well, number one, peace is rooted in your faith. Peace is rooted in your faith. Isaiah 26, 3 says, You will keep in perfect peace, that's God, God will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is steadfast because he trusts in God or he trusts in the Lord. That's where peace is coming from. It's from being rooted in Christ. Let me show you another slide here this morning. Maybe you've seen this phrase, no God, no peace. No God, no peace. This phrase communicates a lot to us regarding faith. Number one, Faith is rooted, or excuse me, peace is rooted in your faith. So, to experience peace, the peace that the Prince of Peace offers, we, each of us, needs to be in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. See, we need to know God to know peace. So, peace begins with having that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Each of us needs to come to that point in our life where we step across this line and say, I recognize that I'm a sinner, and that my only way to heaven is through trusting in Jesus Christ. That's a decision that each one of us must make. And so in order to experience the Prince of Shalom, or the, the peace that Christ offers, we need to know God in order to know peace. We need to enter into a relationship. Now, a second aspect of knowing God is, is for the believer who's trying to live life. We need to exercise faith. We need to exercise reliance daily on Jesus Christ in order to experience peace. And that's difficult to do, I know. But that's part of our discipline as a follower of Jesus Christ. We have to exercise reliance. We need to focus our trust on God on a daily basis in order to experience peace. For when we veer off, not trusting God, but rely on our own abilities, then we begin to suffer and experience conflict and turmoil in our life, and peace vanishes. So what the first thing we learn here is that our peace is rooted in our faith. We need to know Jesus Christ. 
as our Lord and Savior, number one. And number two, since we do know Christ as our Lord and Savior, we need to discipline ourselves to walk and live in reliance and dependence upon him in order to experience the peace that we so long for. So peace is rooted in faith. Peace is also rooted, this is number two, peace is also rooted in prayer. Peace is rooted in prayer. We've been in Philippians chapter 4 already. Let me go back and just read those verses for you again. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So prayer is a very important tool in you experiencing peace. You know, when trouble and difficulty and anxiousness and worry, when that stuff comes and invades into our life, we want to fix it, okay? That's our first reaction. We want to take care of the problem. We want to fix it. We want to strive. We strive for a solution. And you know, God knows that we are a bunch of fixers. He knows that's our tendency, that we need to fix the situation, the problem. God knows that. That's why God gave you something to do. Okay? He did give you something to do. And it's called prayer. Again, Philippians 4, 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And it's the peace of God that transcends all understanding that will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So, God knows that we are fixers, and, he's, and, and to help us in that bent, if you will, that we're fixers, he says, here, here's something you can do. Pray. Pray. So, we experience peace, the peace that the prince offers us. We experience that through, number one, faith, having a relationship with Jesus Christ. Number two, we also experience it through prayer. And you know, it's, it's, it's fascinating. It's, it, it's amazing. It's, it, again, it goes back to that passage where, uh, uh, you know, Christ can do more than we can even think or imagine, it's, and uh, it's beyond our understanding. That's the way prayer is. Uh, you know, if you were to ask me, why does that work? I, I don't think I could really tell you why. All I can do is say, yes, it does work. But prayer is so, so amazing. So engage in prayer. That's what you can do. You're a fixer. Well, it begins with prayer. And then lastly, number three here, as we pursue peace, what can we do? Well, it says, let peace reign in your heart. Or let peace rule in your heart. This is based on Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since as members of one body, you were called to peace. And be thankful. So let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Let it reign. So part of experiencing peace is that we need to let peace reign. Okay? We need to let peace rule in our lives in order to experience peace. Let me, let me share a, an illustration, perhaps. It's more of a negative illustration, but I think it'll kind of convey to you, to us, what it means to let peace rule and reign. For example... 
Now, let's say the weather is terrible and the driving conditions are not good and you have a family member who is late arriving home. Where does your mind go? You're starting to think, okay, I'll bet you they're in the ditch. They're stuck. There's nobody there, all right? They spun out of control. Their cell phone flew out the window, and they can't call, okay? You know where your mind goes, doesn't it? So what happens at that point is those negative thoughts, they come to rule and reign in our mind, and they affect our heart. Those things reign in our hearts. The exhortation that God brings to us based there on Colossians 3 is he says, let peace reign, okay? Let peace reign. So what we need to do is we need to focus our thoughts. We need to funnel our thinking into those things that are positive and those things that bring promise. And, of course, that's all based on the Prince of Peace. That's where we begin focusing. And is it an easy challenge? No. I fail at it all the time. And I'm guessing you fail at it too. And I don't know why, but we let the circumstance, the negativity, we let the imagination, when it goes wild, we let that rule our lives, don't we? And boy, do we experience peace at that time? We don't, do we? We sure don't. We don't. So the discipline of the Christian life is to take captive, okay, take captive that negativity, that, those bad thoughts, that crazy imagination. We take it captive, and Scripture says we've got to make it obedient Onto Christ. And the obedience comes. In fact, God says, you know, uh, it's His will that we walk in obedience. So obedience comes through practicing His Word. And so that is the ticket here. That is one of the keys into capturing those thoughts and letting peace rule. We focus on His Word. You know, we know that God is in control, we know that He loves us. We know that he can give us a peace that surpasses all understanding. We know that he wants to converse with us in prayer, and he wants to hear our concerns and our needs. I mean, all of that stuff, we just we begin practicing that. And that's part of letting the peace of God rule in our lives, in our lives. Well, this is Sunday, the fourth Sunday of Advent, and we've been just focusing on Jesus Christ as our wonderful counselor, our mighty God, he who is everlasting, and of course today, um, the Prince of Peace. And as we move into the next couple of days, I pray that the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds and enable you to enjoy a very merry, merry Christmas. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, again, thank you for being the Prince of Peace. You offer to us more than just a conflict-free life. Do we desire that? Of course. But even in the midst of conflict and chaos and out of controlness, I mean, even in the midst of life, Lord, you can offer us peace. Lord, bring to our hearts as we wrestle, bring to us that completeness that wholeness, that prosperity, that, that fulfillment.
bring it into our lives. Let that rule in our hearts and minds, especially so now as we prepare to celebrate your birth. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.